All right, Wyoming sports fans. It's that time again. Time for the Go Wyo Go podcast. And here to introduce your publisher of Go Wyo Go, joining me is Ian McMacken. All right, all right. Sit down, sit down. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. All right, uh, Ian, we still got a great in in uh, house studio here. Uh, welcome I'm to glad number the fans four. Are still there. Yep, yep, they're hanging in there with us. So uh, glad they could come by and uh, support us in this effort. So here we go. Podcast number four. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, this things are just breezing by. And even better than that, even better than podcast number four, which we're all pretty excited about, it's game week. And we're going to be, or not we, but the Cowboys are going to be facing the University of Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois, got to get that right, Huskies. And uh, what do you think about that, huh? It's unbelievable that it's game week. Uh, the summer's just flowing by, going through spring fall and now fall camp is just uh, flowing by and now we're just a couple days away from uh, the first kickoff well i tell you uh it has gone by slow but that's just the bane of the college football fan as we go through the summer but uh we ended up uh in the last week and uh, now we're getting ready for game preparation we've been going through this week and just prior to the start of this week's uh, preparation, uh, they named um, uh, four, I think it was right, four um, captains of the team. Uh, Josh Allen was one. Um, uh, let's see, help me out here. Um, Marcus Epps. Marcus uh, Epps. Safety. Okay. Lucas Walker, linebacker. Right. And I believe Chase really our offensive guard slash center. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, we got it, okay. That's good, and the, the those are all great leaders, and the one that was really interesting was uh, Marcus Epps, who was a walk-on. That is correct. Marcus Epps, uh, what an amazing story. He turned out to be a walk-on, started, started as a walk-on last year for the Cowboys, now has emerged as not only starter in a second season, but a team captain, which is picked by his his peers in the football team. So I think that says a lot about Marcus Epps. He was one of the guys I listed uh, earlier in the fall camp that could be one of the sleeper uh, uh, choices for all Mountain West Conference this year. I really think he's in for a big year uh, teaming up with uh, Andrew Wingard there in the safety position. Well, yeah, that's that's something else. The kid is, um, the kid is uh, very, very good. And he's got a lot of leadership and obviously has a lot of respect among his teammates for them to vote him in as a team captain and just a redshirt sophomore. So that is super, super stuff. Now, uh, we went in and Coach Bowl had his first uh, game week presser on Monday. And we have some cuts from that um from that press conference. But uh, one of the things that uh, 
Coach Bull talked about, and uh, we'll listen to him here in a second, was he talked about experience. Uh, certainly a more experienced team than what we've had. Now, offensively, um, a lot of returning players and a lot of guys who are older also. You know, when you start out, every player who will touch the football is played, and some of the guys have played an awful lot. So what do you think of uh, Coach's comments on that? Well, I think uh, last year was such a young football team that was out on the field, one of the youngest, if not the youngest, I can ever remember at the University of Wyoming. They came out very bright-eyed in that first couple games, and I think that hurt them in games that they probably would have won in different uh, situations with a little bit more uh, veteran leadership. But there's no question this team is going to be more experienced, more seasoned across the board at all the positions. The good news is it's still a relatively young football team with uh, some some playing experience with the underclassmen. Well, I tell you what, um, the experience level is 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 better. He said they had more birthdays. Well, he, he did not say they had more birthdays. They said they are more experienced and they're uh, um, fewer freshmen starting. So that's uh, one of the things. But he also um, made a point to talk about. Um, Josh Allen, you know, having only played 13 plays last year. Let's listen to that comment. Uh, From my perspective, I think he's the most improved football player on our football team. Uh, He's got a really live arm. Uh, He can throw it a country mile. Uh, But we've really worked on his accuracy. And the big challenge for Josh, quite frankly, playing an experienced defense like Northern Illinois is how he handles the pressure. And he's really listened to Coach Vegan. Uh, Coach Vegan's done a great job with him. Uh, Brent's been an experienced uh, quarterback coach for many years, and we run a pro-style system, so that guy makes a lot of decisions. And so be a lot on Josh's plate, but he's shown to have a great fall camp, and we've got a great deal of uh, confidence in Josh. Now, you notice he said that uh, he considered Josh Allen one of the most improved players on the team. That's really impressive. I saw that comment, and that's uh, such a terrific comment to hear uh, about him because now that he's playing the most important position on the field quarterback, we already know that this guy has a lot of upside talent with his arm strength, his mobility, um, that sort of thing. And on top of things, just to have him in a position where he was the most improved player on the team, I think bodes well for this offense. Well, you know, he went through the um, offense. Uh, you know, he talked, of course, he talked about Hill and, and talked about um, uh, uh, Wick, and, you know, the running backs, and, of course, uh, uh, Gentry and Mahart and uh, Hollister, the receivers. Uh, of course, we know about them. But uh, he was um, uh, quite um, pleased, he said, with the uh, uh, offensive line. Let's listen to that. Our offensive line is a pretty experienced group. Uh, four of the guys have played a lot of football, and I think you need to start with Chase Rulier. He's, uh, you know, received some, uh, um, you know, some preseason accolades, which we think are well deserved. He's moved to our center position. Uh, Ryan Cummings has played a lot of football at the tackle position. We've moved him from the left tackle over to the right side. Zach Wallace played a lot, started as a true freshman last year, and picked up probably about 25 pounds of good weight. Uh, Zach's going to be our left tackle. Caden Jackson played an awful lot last year as an offensive guard. And then the new guy, Gavin Rush, has really exceeded our expectations. And he'll come in, he'll start 
as the uh, starting guard there along with uh, Caden. So um, while they're not super experienced, a lot of the guys have played a lot of football. And Gavin will be the guy who has not played a lot. Uh, so, yes, uh, the line is um, really, really um, uh, improved, I think. I think this offensive line is in, in such a better position than it was at this point last year. And they really were scrambling to put an offensive line together, ended up playing a couple young freshmen, including a true freshman. Now this, uh, the starting offensive line has more experience. They've been able to add more size. And on top of that, I've always said that I felt like Coach Bowl upgraded the talent of the offensive line recruits since he's been here. And most of those guys are his recruits, at least the starting five. Is. I really think this offensive line has a very high um, upside to it, and we I think it's going to be a big improvement this season. Well, he also then, of course, went into talking about the defense, and you know we've we've been going over the defense a lot, and uh, uh, he really uh, laid out um, uh, laid out a lot of the things that uh, we were talking about. Uh, let's listen to that. Talking about the front four, Chase Appleby has come back from a knee injury from last year. He's got great quickness as a as a nose guard, along the other defensive tackles, Connor Kane. Uh, Sid Malauulu played some last year. Uh, Carl Granderson is a guy that I think has probably changed his physique more than about anybody. Last year he was six foot six, two hundred pounds. Uh, when he stood sideways, you could hardly see him. Uh, now he's uh, six foot six, but two hundred forty pounds, and he's carried the weight well. He's had a good camp. So uh, Carl's done well. Kevin Prosser played last year. Uh, some newcomers: Johanna Gaffan, redshirted. He'll be a defensive tackle. And then a real pleasant surprise, uh, Josiah Hall actually come into this game, and he'll start at the defensive end. And uh, that's been pretty much uh, along with what we've been talking about. Uh, That's been kind of the storyline with the defense. Um, uh, We've got a pretty solid secondary, and uh, we have Rico in the background, uh, in the uh, back there now. And uh, he was really effusive about him. Uh, Let's uh, listen to that certainly exceeded uh, my expectations. Uh, you know, Rico, uh, we had hoped uh, would ha- was going to be able to enter school uh, last January, and uh, there was a glitch with uh, the NCAA, or anyhow, it was not clear to play, so we didn't have him all spring. And so his, uh, his ascension to the top of the, the defensive uh, um, personnel chart is really a compliment to him and John Richardson, the guy that coached him. He had physical ability. We knew that. He was a double, a two-way player at Iowa Western. He was an offense and defensive player. A great speed. And uh, we've appreciated him coming in and buying in and paying attention to details. And uh, and you're right. I think he's got a good nose for the football and certainly his speed helps. Okay, and uh, as you can tell, uh, he was talking about Rico Gafford there and uh, uh, he's really something. Well, I think this is a good news. Anytime you got a guy that uh, was obviously signed to come in during uh, spring camp or spring ball, wasn't able to get qualified at that point, but did call, come in during fall camp, make immediate contribution where he's first on the depth chart. And considering his speed and talent, he's just going to add a dimension to a young secondary that actually is going to be a little bit more seasoned with Wingard and Epps and Robert Priester and Antonio Hall and some of those guys. So it looks like there's some depth developing, and it does help to have a player like uh, Rico Gafford uh, moving into the mix. 
Well, I had a chance to uh, talk to uh, Lucas Walker to, uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, and, of course, he's the senior anchor and the middle uh, linebacker. And uh, he's pretty excited about the coming of the season. Let's listen to that interview. Well, go way or go podcast mans. We've got a uh, longtime Wyoming cowboy with us, Lucas Waka, senior middle linebacker. How you doing, Lucas? Welcome to Go Go Io Go podcast. I'm doing good. How you doing? Well, I'm doing great. Well, uh, here you are. You're in your um, opening week of uh, your uh, senior season, and just wanted to check in with you to see um, how things were going and what you're feeling about the season. You know, we're ready to go, and uh, we've had a long, long uh, spring, long summer, and long fall camp. Uh, but we're, uh, I think we're ready and uh, ready to go out there and show the state of Wyoming what we're about. Now, uh, you've, uh, you've, like, you're a senior, and you've been on the team for a while. Um, has the time gone by quick for you in this, these few years? Oh, yeah. Uh, times that I've been here, I think this is my fifth year starting. Uh starting school and this is the last time I'll be starting school here at university but you know it's great uh, great time it's been and uh, it's definitely gone by a lot faster than what, what I really thought it was going to go by when I was just a young freshman <laughs> well now you're the senior and uh, uh, by all accounts uh, you're uh, leading that uh, defense uh, very well uh, what's your feelings about uh, the progress of the team so far Oh, you know, we uh, we grew a lot this spring together, and we had a lot of young freshmen playing last year, and now those guys are older and more mature, and uh, I really can't wait to see what they do out there on the field, and along with Josh Allen, the quarterback, and he's a, he's a great kid, and he's a great leader, and I believe that this year is going to be a lot different than many people are expecting this year to be. Well, you've had some rough times out there. I know that uh, transitioning from one system to another was a little rough. Uh, but uh, let me ask you this. Uh, how do you feel in looking at Northern Illinois? I guess you're starting to look at them. How do you think that uh, you compare with this team as facing uh, Eastern uh, Michigan, if you know what I mean? I mean, at that time you were feeling confident. Now you've got a pretty strong team coming in now. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, like, I mean, Northern Illinois is a great team, and, uh, but, you know, we, we, we go into each game, every game the same, and, uh, my preparation of every game, along with everybody else, is the same, watch, watch film, and we see what their weaknesses are, and we try to attack those. So, that's what the main thing is, is that we're a very positive team, and we're a very, uh, close-knit team, and I believe that, when we do go out there this Saturday night, uh, it's going to be a different, different bunch of guys and uh, than what people have seen in the recent past. And I believe that we're going to be a a close knit and close close Wyoming football team. Now uh, you said you've watched some film. Uh, from your perspective, uh, what are you looking looking at from the Huskies? Uh, you know they got they got a good quarterback that got hurt last year. Uh, I think the sixth game or seventh game of the season, and uh, he's back, and they got a, a really good skill players. They got a good receiver and a good running back, and I believe that 
that they have a pretty good defense also. But, you know, they're coming off a tough loss, and I'm sure they'll be wanting to – I'm sure they're looking at jobs, thinking that Wyoming's this team that went 2-10 and last year. But, like I said, we're a different team, and uh, they're going to have all they want with us. Now, when you say watch film, did you get – this is – First time you've ever played these guys. Uh, did they send you film from all their last season, and you send them film from all your last season? Is that how that works? Uh, I think that's how it works. I'm not. I'm not really entirely sure on how that uh, switching film and all that stuff works. But you. Uh, but you have seen uh, an example of all their uh, playing from last year. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I tell you what, that's fantastic, and. Uh, we're looking uh, for this uh, Saturday. Uh, you're going to kick off kind of late. Uh, is that any kind of concern with you, a little change in your schedule? Uh, no. I mean, we have different ways we take care of night games, and uh, I believe that the coaches know what they're doing, and they're going to have us ready to play. All right. Well, very good. Well, I'm going to thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk later this year uh, or in the season and uh, and uh, you have uh, good luck against the Huskies thank you very much alright take care ok that was uh, uh, Lucas there uh, he's certainly um, uh, giving me some positive vibes about the, how the players are ready yeah there seems to be a general feel uh, with that year of seasoning that there's just a, a good optimism about the direction but Lucas Waka has gained Really, some really good weight in the off season. He was definitely playing undersized in his first three years. Despite playing undersized, he was still a very playmaking linebacker, very intuitive, made a lot of plays. Now that he's added that 15 pounds on, he's up to around 230 now. He really looks like looks like it because when you're down on the field, as I was during fall camp, he does look like a real linebacker now. And with that added size, with his intuit, intuition, ability, it's going to be very interesting to uh, see what kind of season he can come come with. Well, I tell you what, uh, he's going to get, have a challenge, him and his teammates. Uh, this uh, Northern Illinois University Huskies from DeKalb, Illinois, will be rolling into Laramie. And uh, they're a seasoned bunch. Uh, uh, I tell you... Bowl and his presser had nothing but praise for this team. And uh, let's listen to a little bit of what he said about the Huskies. Boy, uh, first of all, uh, when you're talking about Northern Illinois, you're talking about not a team but a program. Uh, over the last uh, 10 years, they're in the top five in winning percentages. I've known their head coach for a long time, Rod Carey. Uh, kind of had a baptism of fire. His first game as a head coach was in the Orange Bowl. They played Florida State. They've gone to bowl games since that time. Um, you know, their coaching staff has three really experienced offensive line coaches on that staff. They coach different positions, but as you might uh, take a gander, they're great at the offensive line. Big, strong, three redshirt seniors in the offensive line. So you're dealing with a mature, physical, uh, group that's well coached and so we're going to have our hands full up front and that's you know when you think about northern illinois beyond being a great program you think about their physicality and that's how they are i mean they play really physical uh, along with that offensive line drew Hare, their quarterback uh, i believe he's got a great arm he's got a great arm live arm he's an excellent runner 
but more so the thing that jumps out at me as I've watched all their tape is he's a competitive player. Now, he tore his Achilles last year, but all the indications are he's back at full strength. Um, the next guy, I want to make sure I pronounce his name right because I don't want to put up any uh, locker room material there. Joel Buonyo. Uh That's a pretty good attempt at it, but I know he's 6'2", 230 pounds. He's leading rusher in the MAC. And uh, downhill runner, uh, runs through arm tackles. Uh, we'll have our hands full there. Receivers, I think they've got a great speed guy in Turner. He's electric. And Galloway was a top receiver in the MAC. And when you talk about their special teams, I think uh, Turner was a special teams player in the MAC, so has the ability to turn the field over. Uh, defensively, they return their two inside tackles. Strong physical guys play with great technique. All front four guys are experienced players. So you have experienced guys there. Uh, two of the three linebackers started last year, and the other guy played an awful lot, so you've got an experienced core there. And I think when you look in the secondary, they, they're anchored by an All-American, Sean Lurie. Uh, I, I don't know how many interceptions he had. So they really leveraged that. Um, so we're looking at an excellent football team. So as you can see, the coach is really impressed with the Huskies. Uh, they've got a, a seasoned quarterback. They've got a seasoned line. Uh, it's going to be a real challenge for the Cowboys. It's going to be a big challenge. Uh, it's really the best uh, opening opponent at home, perhaps since the Virginia team, in terms of the first game opener at home. Um, a team that knows how to win in a pretty solid conference. They've actually, I believe, played in six uh, MAC championship games in a row, eight bowl games in a row. So this team knows how to win. In 2012, they represented the Group of Five in the BCS Bowl, Orange Bowl against Florida State. Now, they did get dismantled by Boise State last year in their bowl game out in San Diego. Boise State just completely dominated them. And uh, so I'm, my feeling is we're not dealing with a team that would be on top of the Mountain West Mountain in terms of Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State. But this is still a very solid outfit. Fortunately, Wyoming will be at home. I believe we'll play with a lot of energy and electricity for the game. Well, one of the things that I think is in Wyoming's advantage is two things. One, those guys are looking at our record and saw a 2-10 record. They saw some of the film and some of the problems. So that's the only thing they they know about it since it's know about the Cowboys since it's first game. And then the Cowboys managed to lose to um, Eastern Michigan, one of the worst teams in the MAC. So that's got to be playing on their heads. You know, they're probably uh, absorbed that. So uh, that might be a bit of an advantage, uh, at least in the initial part of the game. So I'm thinking if the Cowboys can jump on them quick in the early stages of the game, it's going to be very helpful. Yeah, I think uh, the key is to get out of the gate with a lot of energy. I know that the fans are going to be into the game. Uh, it sounds like they're expecting no worse than below 20s for this one, so it could be anywhere from 21 up to 23,000 fans, which for 8.30 televised game at night, you know that energy is going to be good with the student section. They're probably going to have 4,500 students approximately for the game. So we know the Wyoming Cowboys are going to have the fan support behind them, and um, I think they're going to be ready to go. And, again, I don't think we're dealing with, with an invincible football team here. We are playing a very good football team, a very solid team that knows how to win, but they are playing at 7,200 feet 
they are playing in Laramie. Yeah, that's the one thing that uh, if you went over and looked at their board and, and looked at their predictions, uh, their fans' predictions, you know, they're, they're looking towards a blowout. Um, and they kind of poo-poo this uh, high altitude. Uh, one of the things they bring up is they say, well, look, Texas and Nebraska, it didn't bother them. And uh, that's true. It didn't bother them much. Um, a, Wyoming didn't have really great teams facing those two teams. And B, they have so much um, depth that uh, they were able to overcome it. But um, kind of looking back on it, they ain't, this team, uh, I doubt that... Um, uh, Northern Illinois is a Texas or a Nebraska, so uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. I I don't think it's going to be a um, a large margin of victory, but I think the Pokes are going to come away with a win. Yeah, I don't think there's any um, realm of possibility Wyoming cannot win this game. I think they can win this game. They're going to have to do things like keep a hold of the football or some turnovers and really get that running game established behind Brian Hill. You know, Brian Hill's the type of running back he's proven against good competition. He can rush for two to 300 yards. Um, he can be a difference maker in a, this type of football game. And we know we have uh, more season experience offensively. I actually expect this Wyoming offense, as long as uh, Josh Allen is uh, playing comfortable in his first ga- game as a starter, um, which he did against Eastern Michigan last year. He looked very comfortable out there. Now he has a year to under being seasoned. I think if he can play, you know, decent or play well, Wyoming should be able to move the football a little bit in this this game. While uh, you know, Northern Illinois certainly does have some talent. Well, yes, they do, and uh, they have a uh, hellacious cornerback. Uh, uh, nine um, nine interceptions last year. He was an All American. Um, um, Lurie, I think is his name. Uh, so yeah. yeah, his name's Shawan Lurie. He led the NCAA in interceptions last year. He is a dynamic cornerback, a little undersized, but very athletic, very speedy. Wyoming's going to have to spread the field or uh, the ball around the field a little bit. They can't completely ignore him, but they have to be very conscious that he's on that side of the football field because this guy does make a lot of big interceptions, and he gets a lot of them. Yep, that's one thing we're going to have to be careful of. We're going to have to send those tall receivers over him and uh, uh, make sure that we keep the ball (laughs) out of his mitts because he's going to be something else. Uh, But, again, not insurmountable. Not insurmountable. You just got to play smart, tactical football. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I think the key is to play, be mentally focused, play with excitement, and, you know, eliminate, eliminate mistakes, especially the turnovers. I mean, do those three things, and I expect Wyoming to really do the first two for sure because it's the first game, and just uh, execute their game plan. They can beat this team. Um, if they go out and play half egg or, you know, halfway, there's no way they're going to win this game. But if they can go out and really play a good football team uh, game and play with a lot of emotion, they'll have a chance here with this football team. I think so. That's uh, for all of you out there. It starts at 8.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, It's nationally televised on the CBS Sports Network. Uh, I know that uh, I'll be able to catch it at 10.30 p.m. out here in the East Coast, so I'm going to have to take a nap in the afternoon. (laughs) Also drink some coffee, Jeff. Coffee. Coffee in the afternoon and the evening. Dave Walsh always 
talked about doing that when Wyoming played out to Hawaii. Those late games, he said to put another uh, pot of coffee on, so you might have to do that. Yeah, I might have to do that for sure. I mean, I tell you, whew. well, we're going to just have to power, just like the team, we're just going to have to power our way through it, you know. And uh, so uh, I'll be up for that. Uh, well, I tell you what, we've... Um, I had another good conversation here just a short time ago with Tom Laycock, our recruiting guru, and uh, he's got some good news. Why don't we turn our attention to recruiting and uh, listen to what he has to say? Well, once again, we have Go Wild Go's recruiting guru, Tom Laycock. Tom, uh, tell me, what's going on? What's the latest uh, in the recruiting world? Well, we've got kind of two different sports to talk about today. Uh, the first being football. Uh, as, as we talked about last week, when the season starts, then official visits can start. That's when schools can pay to have young men come out, and their families this year, I believe. And in fact, something that I was uh, talking to someone close to the program, maybe at the end of last year, uh, they think that's going to be kind of a big deal because the university has committed to bring out uh, a parent as well, whereas that's not something that every school does. And so you get down to when you're when you're talking, you know, a couple of recruits among them amongst themselves, and you know, recruit A says, "Yeah, my dad's over here. He came too." And recruit B says, "Oh, the school didn't pay for my dad." Uh, you know, you you wonder what kind of uh, value that that particular recruit's feeling. So. That could be kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting aspect that maybe doesn't get a lot of play. But this weekend, there are, there are a lot of kids coming and you kind of have different levels of, of visits. You know, you have the kids who, uh, you know, are, are kind of on the fringe. You have the ones who you kind of bring out because you, uh, you know, you want their school to, you know, to, to remember you and their coaches to remember you. Uh, then maybe you have kind of those headliners and right now the headliners, there's three out of Hopkins High School out of Minnetonka, Minnesota. I've got Boye Mace, uh, who's a defensive end, defensive tackle prospect. Uh, I wasn't able to talk to him this week, but I did talk with the other two. Uh, one named Dion Campbell, who I spoke with just today. Um, there's a story up on the website, uh, but if, if you look at it, uh, at the bottom you'll see his highlight video for his senior year. And, and I hate to say it like this, but it's kind of boring because all he does is for touchdowns. You know, he's a slot receiver, 5'8", 190 pounds, put together quite well. He said 4'4'7 on laser time, 4'3'4 hand time on the 40-yard dash. Uh, 37 passes for 706 yards and seven touchdowns last year. Three more rushing, two more returning kicks. Um, so you've got someone with uh, with really elite speed coming out. Um it would be kind of fun to watch that. His offer list is very similar to Malik Lofton, who will be a high school teammate will be coming out with him. Uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana State, UNI, South Dakota, uh, Minnesota, uh, Northern Illinois are also talking to him. But uh, you're talking about Wyoming trying to take steps forward as it relates to uh, athleticism and the skill position. And, and he's, he's a young man who can certainly do that. Uh, his teammates... Uh, uh, his teammate Malik uh, Lofton of Hopkins High School. Once again, you got a four-four. Uh, he's a defensive player, a cornerback, five-ten, uh, forty tackles and six interceptions. Once again, you're looking at 
at guys who produce, not just fast track guys who, you know, who try to play football. So it's kind of fun to see where they're going in that direction. Well, you know, um, that's encouraging. Uh, these visits, now that they're um, coming along, uh, I've noticed that we, we're really kind of concentrating on the Midwest, Minnesota. Is that, uh, am I seeing that the right way? Yeah, you know, they, they still certainly have their contacts and their, their uh, recruits in California. Uh, that's certainly not going to change. Um, and you've got uh, Pete Caligas recruiting up in the Northwest. Uh, you know, he's a Washington native. But I think you're also seeing them recruit from the Midwest, whether it be you know, Chicago, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. They've had success there when they were at North Dakota State. And I think you're also looking at a young man who would understand and maybe not be as phased by the Wyoming winter. As, as some other you know young men from uh, from Texas, I remember when I was covering uh, Colorado State for Rivals.com, and they really doubled down on uh, Orlando, the Orlando area, for a couple of years, and it didn't take long after the first snow before uh, you know some of those guys started to have a change of heart. So I kind of like what they're doing in terms of you know going after some of the toughness and some of the work ethic and uh, of the Midwest. Well, Lloyd Eaton was a big proponent of the Rust Belt, as they called it back then, and uh, we got a lot of players from those states uh, back in the old days, so for an old-timer like myself, this is uh, really good news. <laughs> yeah, I like it, too. You know, I, I came out of uh, Iowa, and uh, we flatlanders are pretty amazed by, by mountains, so the more you can show us, the better off we are. Well, that's great. Uh, anything else moving, say, like on the basketball front? The basketball front may be just as uh, newsy, if not more, um, than the, the football front this week. Uh, Al Anthony Mack, who's a, uh, he'll be a senior this year out of Blair Academy in Blairstown, New Jersey, visited. Uh, that visit should be wrapping up today, Thursday. Uh, we'll let you know what he thought of it, but, uh, you know, prep school kid, 11 points, six rebounds, five assists last year, uh, for a team that was the state championship. Um, Three-star uh, prospect right now by Rivals, 27 scholarship offers. Uh, he chose Wyoming to come on out. So he was here this last week, uh, athletic, doesn't mind shooting the three. Um, he may be a tough one to get only because he's, after a strong summer, he's really starting to blow up a little bit. And, uh, you know, Indiana's coming in, um, as well as Georgia, Cincinnati, St. John's, and Northwestern. So if Wyoming's able to get him, they're going to have to hold off some pretty stiff competition. Uh, in addition to In addition to Mac. On Saturday, we've got an unofficial visit uh, from Dalen Kautz. And uh, Dalen is a uh, junior, uh, previously played at George Washington. Now he's going to uh, uh, play for uh, Denver East. And uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, some people will tell you he's the top junior in the state, uh, or certainly in the Denver area. So, uh, last year, 22 points, four rebounds, three assists per game, six four hundred seventy-five pounder. Uh, impressive stuff. So, uh, honorable mention, All-Stater. He'll be a junior just this year, so we've got another year uh, to work with him. Um, the offers are just now starting to come in, and I think you'll see them uh, uh, increase in a big way. But in terms of targets for that 2018 season, he's a big one. Uh, the other one that everyone's kind of asking about is, is what's the latest on Pine Bluff's uh, center, Hunter Thompson. And uh, his high school coach, Will Gray, did tell me, uh, he should be in Laramie for an unofficial visit this week, uh, this weekend. Uh, 
sounds like he might be kind of narrowing things down and getting things uh, figured out, and we'll let you know uh, what he says when, when we hear. Well, that's uh, been a big topic on the board, as you well know, and so people are going to be watching that one closely. Well, that's a, that's a great report uh, as we go into our first game of the season, and I've noticed that uh, you'd also had talked to... Um, uh, I think uh, one of the sports uh, personalities back there. So what are you thinking about the game? You know, for me, I, I've always been uh, someone who believes football is won and lost in the trenches. My concern uh, with Miami, I think the offense is going to be something much improved this year. I think the offensive line, uh, I saw them during the, the spring scrimmage in China, and they looked like, you know, an FBS college offensive line. Uh, you know, they've kind of grown into their bodies, you know, I, Last, but last year, like uh, Zach Wallace stole somebody's pants and ran out there. You know, just a big, tall kid who didn't have any size to him. He's filling, you know, they're filling out now. I love the move of, uh, of Brian Cummings over to the right tackle. I think he's a prototypical right tackle. I really like what Wyoming has going offensively. Defensively, you know, obviously, the big concern is the defensive line. And specifically, it's these first two games. Where you've got an offensive line that's that's experienced, um, you know, some redshirt seniors are, are a luxury that White should have right now. Northern Illinois does along that front, and uh, I'm a little concerned about 300-pound offensive linemen leaning on 235 to 240-pound defensive ends and, and seeing how long that goes. So, I think getting off the field on third down is going to be pretty clutch uh, to this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Coach Bowl in his um, Monday, uh, Monday presser talked about their size and their experience. So it's going to be a heck of a test for the Cowboys. It is. I think that defensive back seven is going to be much improved uh, this year, especially in terms of athleticism. Uh, but but it, it all comes down to, to how you know how hard can they hold the front. And, and I think we'll know in a couple of weeks whether or not there's a blueprint out there for defeating Wyoming running the ball 50 times a day. Well, 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 hold our breath. But, uh, Tom, I want to thank you again for stopping by. Uh, I'm uh, getting good feedback on your reports. And uh, this was podcast number four. So uh, we'll we'll come back and talk to you for podcast number five next week. Thanks, Jeff. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Well, well, it's good to see the crowd enjoyed that one. I mean, Tom's uh, reports are uh, are amazing. Uh, he really keeps up on top of that stuff. Yeah, it's a good report by Tom. Another great report. Well, uh, you know, we're getting towards that time. Uh, you know, uh, I always like to kick back and relax. So, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get this one going here. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, we've had another great podcast, I think. Ian, what do you think? It was a great podcast uh, leading us into this time, uh, first game of the football season. Yeah, amazing. To this point, yeah, it's uh, it's time to get her on, get her kicked off uh, tomorrow night at eight thirty Mountain Time. And as a reminder, if you can't make it to Laramie, like myself, it'll be on uh, CBS Sports. 
check your local listings, but uh, it'll be um, at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And for all of you East Coasters out there, it'll be 10.30, uh, which we've talked about. So anyway, Ian, I guess we'll put this one to bed and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it, Jeff. All righty, let's take her on. Let's take her on out of here. There you have it. Podcast number four. This is the Go IO Go podcast crew. I'm Jeff Fry, your host. And I've been joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go I O Go. The Go I O Go podcast is a production of the Jackalope Ridge Media in cooperation with Go I O Go Rivals Board. All rights reserved.